Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Sri Banerjee, an epidemiologist, biostatistician, or faculty member. In this video, I will be um, talking a little bit about um, just um, the um, different ways that stigma is experienced, and especially um, looking at weaponizing stigma. Um, this may seem like a foreign concept because uh, when you're thinking of stigma, uh, you don't think about uh, weaponizing, um, but if you think about it in the neoliberal context, um, then the article uh, characterizes this as stigma before moving to um, characterize post 1940s, excuse me, for post 1970s financial capitalism, focusing on relations of class and command. It then examines the distinctions between enacted and felt stigma involving norms of shame and enacted and felt deviance involving norms of blame. Um, and the novel neoliberal dialectic between these two set of norms doesn't quite reach everyone. Um, so this critical exposition provides a platform for a sociological rethink. Um, a case is made that the significance of stigma and deviance as defined here can only be grasped sociologically in terms of the prime macro mechanism of financial capitalism, the class command dynamic and the interaction of relations of stigma and deviance with other social relations. Most notably, those of class-based exploitation derived from the possession of capital and oppression deriving from the oppression and possession of power. Um, and this oppression can be either command or uh, state-based. Um, stigma in any way, shape, or form is bad, but um, when you're looking at understanding stigma, it has to be done in a correct way. Um, so initially, the idea was the distinctions between enacted and felt stigma, um, and then the new neoliberal dialectic between these um, two sets. Um, so, um, expanding on author's work um, with David Kyleher, it is suggested that there exists a plethora of resistance activities, ranging from specific and or local campaigns to transnational class, feminist, and ethnic resurrections. What this adds up to is a strategy of permanent reform. It is argued that the effective execution of this strategy presupposes a structural shift away from neoliberal ideology, the narrative of austerity and post-1970s financial capitalism. The potential effectiveness of the strategy of permanent reform is appraised again with reference to disability policy and practice. Um, I know this is a, a lot of words to digest um, in the abstract, um, but if you look closely, um, the understanding of class-based exploitation is especially important. And when you when you finally understand that, um, then you won't be involved um, in the norms of shame and enacted felt deviance. Um, so then you're not looking at the context um, that's of stigma from the norms perspective, um, but understanding uh, stigma in the context of how capitalism 
plays a role in class command dynamic. Um, the class the class based exploitation is way more important than creating um, deviance norms and how a deviation um, from the norm um, causes stigma. Um, some of these financial, um, I'm going to go through this quickly, but uh, beyond Goffman, um, and class, command, stigma, and deviance. So there's a uh, category A, um, which is capitalist executive, um, largely national, uh, transnational and detached owners of capital. Um, social class one, capital monopolists, capital auxiliaries, and capital sleepers. And then category B, the new middle class is insider, higher managers, outsider, higher managers, middle managers. Um, so th these are the categories. And then um, there's a box um, for displaced workers, um, never worked long-term uh, employment. Um, so enacted stigma, felt stigma, project stigma, um, or projected, um, projected stigma, active re resistance to enacted and felt stigma. Um, and then deviance, there's multiple um, uh, descriptions of deviance. So then they um, provide uh, stigma plus deviance, which is um, an interesting context um, when you're thinking about uh, social norms and deviance um, and the financial undergirding of this. Um, so in a way, this article is asking us, it leaves with seven uh, theses, um, but it's asking us to recontextualize. So I'm going to read a couple of them. Objects of sociological interest in this article, the structures of relations of class and command and cultural norms of stigma and deviance are real in a critical realist sense. That is, they're not just social constructions, but relatively enduring mechanisms, the existence of which can be uh, retroduced from our experience. Um, following on, despite sociology's transitivity as a set or network of social processes, um, its objects are intransitive. Uh, it can be seen as tendencies. Um, Sociology, so it keeps moving sociology. You don't have just one set of constructs. Sociology typically only tells part of any story and rarely wraps things up uh, explanatorily. If sociology has an override purpose, um, this might be to explore and come to terms with what Comte, uh, August Comte once highlighted as social dynamics or social change and social statics, the social order. Um, the prime structures, relations of relevance to sociologists interested in morphogenesis and morphostasis in general, and injustice and inequity in particular, with maximal explanatory purchase across the figuration of the uh, British nation state in the era of financial capitalism. So this is in England, but um, we still uh, is adequate in the United States. Um, so the power elite commands and that com and combination uh, comprises the class command dynamic. Um, 
so the prime structures of relevance to sociologists interest interested in morphogenesis and morphostasis um, and in justice and in equity in particular um, so this is all a lot of it is at the center of the financial capitalism which is not oftentimes recognized um, and then there's a couple more here four more and I'm actually six more so um, I, I want you to uh, take a moment to uh, go over this uh, as far as uh, in terms of understanding state law in a um, different aspect. Thank you for listening.